Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Late Night Mike and Mike Show. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Westbrook, and I'm here with Dallas Mike. How are you doing today, Mike? You know, I'm doing good. Uh, we got caught, well, for once, we're actually recording on a weekend as well. Yep. And uh, we got uh, college football going on today, so, you know, it's always fun to get to, you know, try to uh, take a look at those, watch those, you know, cook out, hang out. Yeah, it's, so, it's Saturdays pretty, are pretty fun easy. in the fall. You know, you get you get a lot of good football, some crazy stuff happening, like Tennessee beating Alabama. Uh, you know, and then you get you get some great football games happening on Sunday. So it's uh, it's a good time to to enjoy the weekends. But as soon as December's over, it's kind of sad again because you know your weekends are pretty lackluster. But it's all right. Well, the only downside is, you know, here in Texas right now, it's still it's still pretty warm. So like the high today is like 87. So it's not it's not quite fall weather for me yet or it doesn't feel like it. Sometimes in the evenings now it's getting down into like the 60s and 70s, you know, which is nice cuz it's actually somewhat bearable, but I yeah. I don't like uh, I don't like how hot it's been lately. It's been yeah. warm. I we are finally having like our rainstorm starting up, so it's uh it's cold today um the temperature right now is i don't even know it's not showing me um it's 46 degrees with it says a drizzle but it's raining so but yeah so hopefully we're getting more towards fall weather so that we can truly get into that in that mood of halloween and and you know just all that stuff with great pies and food and family and tradition whatever so anyway all right so I know I've got a couple people that are new to the podcast. Uh, I know Professor and my wife's, uh, I think, uncle, and then maybe some other people. Uh, so I just wanted to welcome any new listeners to the podcast. Uh, we don't say that very often, uh, but we probably need to because we'd like to recognize all of our listeners because we thank you guys so much for supporting us always. Um, so thank you guys for listening. Hopefully it's enjoyable, and uh, you're always welcome to reach out to us via our social medias and, and uh, put in your input. But... All right, so first half today, we're going to go over the games coming up. Uh, we will share our, th- not our thoughts necessarily, but like our post-game prediction, like what we thought was going to happen with that Saints-Cardinals game, and if it surprised us at all, and then uh, and then we'll move on through the rest of the week. And then second half, we're going to talk a little bit about the things that are surprising us, and that'll involve fantasy football. So for those fantasy managers who just hate fantasy football right now, uh, which I'm sure is me and Mike. Yeah, I'm one of those. Yeah, me too. It sucks. Um, you know, we'll talk a little bit about that and then a little bit about the teams that are just surprising us, either with their good or their bad record or, you know, just the record that's really not that solid. So let's hop into this. So I'm going to initially start it off. Saints-Cardinals on Thursday. I thought it was a good game. It was really exciting uh, considering the last six Thursday night football games we've had, starring Russell Wilson like twice. Uh so I'm really glad that we had a game that scored touchdowns. So that was pretty nice. And uh, I was very surprised at, at who won uh, because I didn't get to watch the game initially. I watched it the next day on a replay. And I was very surprised that the Cardinals won. But I also didn't realize Andy Dalton was playing. Uh, but he did play really well. Uh, Marquez Callaway gave away two stupid interceptions just because he can't hold onto the ball, freaking Butterfingers. Um, so I think that killed him. But ultimately, I think both teams played really, really well. Uh, especially Kyler Murray on a uh, Modern Warfare 2 uh, drop night. So, you know, congrats to him, I guess, for getting the win and then probably playing some games afterwards. Well, 
the thing is, I don't know. There's just something about the way that uh, the Saints have played this year. They have been starting some of their games rather strong, mm-hmm. but then it feels like as the game goes on, they're just they are just kind of losing it. Um, I mean, you know, they started the first quarter with a touchdown. Cardinals went into a field goal. I mean, it was just, I don't know. There's just something about the way that they're playing right now that just, they, they're not finishing their games real strong. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure not having Michael Thomas is a big deal. Um, you know, I, I know Jarvis I Landry. Yep. And, uh, you know, Kamara's back, but are you going to lose him again because of his whole, uh, legal, you know, legal battle that he's, he's got pending and everything. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Um, and then just a random little tidbit here. I was, uh, I don't know if you saw, uh, Colin Cowherd where he was talking about, you know, if you were, um, if you were the Broncos, do you trade Russell Wilson for, um, Kyler Murray? Um, cause you know, there's obviously been rifts between Kyler Murray and the Cardinals and, mm-hmm. uh, everything like that. And, uh, Colin Cowherd was talking about, yeah, I would trade him. Cause then if you're the, if you're the Broncos, you're finally getting that young quarterback that you want, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then if you're the Cardinals, um, you know, you don't have rest for a long-term deal. So maybe you can, you know, trade or get somebody else that you want, you know, further on um, and, and keep trying, you know, to build. Um, and I thought, it, you know, I thought it was interesting because I, you know, especially after well, you kind of, I, I mentioned it to you just a minute ago, there was a, a piece that came out this week where Richard Sherman was talking about um, when he was teammates with Russell Wilson, uh, it was mentioned that he, if doesn't matter who you are in the team, um, nobody gets Russell Wilson's personal number and you have to talk to his manager first so stupid. to be able to talk to Russell Wilson. And I had never heard this before. And I think there's about to be a lot more ugly stuff that comes out about what it's like to be Russell Wilson's teammate, mm-hmm. but it doesn't bode well. Cause like now imagine you're on the Broncos is he still doing that? Like, does nobody get his personal number? Like you always hear about like Tom Brady, you know, he goes to the park, he meets his guys, you know, he wants to throw the butt, you know, all this stuff. But like, if you're Russ, you're so disconnected from everybody on your team that they have to talk to your manager to be able to like have a three-way call connected. Yeah. It's, it's kind of sad. I mean, like you could see after the last Thursday night football game, you could see Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton and some of the other uh, offensive personnel just really frustrated and really not happy with what was going on. So I don't know about that situation. And we'll kind of talk about it a little bit more as we get to that game that's coming up uh, in the week. But you well, know, so that, what I wanted to sad, tie it back into is like, I, I don't know that that would be any of a better situation for the Cardinals if they traded for him. And um, it, that'd be a pretty lopsided trade. You know, they'd have to, they'd have to make it worthwhile, obviously. But I, if you're the Cardinals and after hearing that, I, you'd have to think that 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 stock kind of plummets for wanting to trade for Russ. Yeah, I mean, I if I were the Cardinals, I would just figure out the disconnect between Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. You've got a young coach and you've got a young player. You know, both are pretty fresh into their positions, especially with the team. Kingsbury has been the coach for what four years, right? Some something like that. And yeah, it hasn't been long at all. Yeah, and Kyler's in his what third league. Third, third league, third year. So it, it's just one of those things where you can't, you know, you don't build relationships overnight and you certainly don't do it in just a season with a rookie and a pretty fresh coach. Uh, so it's just one of those things. They're going to have to figure it out over time. They're going to have to figure out and realize, hey, Kyler wants a little bit more decision-making ability, you know? And if he, 
can earn it, then yeah, like give it to him. Uh, and Cliff just needs to learn how to let go and let his players play. That's why you draft players like that. And so, you know, but ultimately they got the dub, so you can't be too frustrated with each other. Um, you know, it's just some of those things, you know, you see a lot of those quarterbacks that are really great field generals, like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you see them get in fights with their offensive coordinators and their coaches. Cause they're like, yo, why are we calling these dumb plays? Why are these, we, you know, why are we calling a run play on third and 15? You know, it doesn't make any sense. You're going to have disconnect sometimes because there are other reasons why they're doing things. And, and, you know, you can't be in their head all the time. So, uh, you know, I, th- I thought it was an interesting game. It was the best Thursday night football game we've had all season. And, uh, so yeah, I, th- I think it's pretty good. Okay. We're on to your team, Mike. Are you happy? Are you happy to talk about your guy? Um, so I'm kind of hit or miss, miss, miss on this. Um, number one, we're back into that situation again. JK Dobbins is about to go back or he's, or he's out again. He's going to miss like, I think they said three to four weeks or whatever. He's got any injury. Uh, they gave uh, Mark Andrews Wednesday off. He didn't practice Thursday. He had a limited practice Friday, so he might be back in by Sunday um, to face the Browns. Um, but then when we're talking about the quarterback, the big deal here is going to be that Lamar is playing without a contract. Keep that in mind. Um, you know, he could be a free agent end of the season. I think, you know, yeah, they're three and three, but uh, if you go look at their schedule and everything, just how they've played, um, I don't think there's there's not been a whole lot that he could do beyond what he has done um, for this team. Um, and I say that because he, he is out there showing why he should get paid. Um, he hasn't had a game that like, I've looked at it and been like, wow, Lamar did something really dumb and that's why they lost. Um, so I think that's kind of one of the hard ones. I mean, you know, the, and it's not like they're in the easiest division in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, they're winning the AFC North. Well, technically tied in the AFC North right now with Cincinnati, but I mean, that is a tough division. Um, they looked good against the Titans. They looked good against the Cardinals. Obviously they beat, um, the commanders in preseason, you know, kind of expected that we win the regular season. They beat the jets. Cool. They lose to the dolphins. All right, fine. That's still when Tua was looking hot. Tyreek was in there fresh. Um, that was always gonna, you know, that anybody who plays the dolphins right now, uh, or played the dolphins when they still had Tua and he wasn't in this whole concussion injured, whatever phase, like they were looking strong. Played the Patriots a real good game. Of course, you go in and play the Bills. Three-point game. That's going to be a tough one. The Bills' offense is solid behind Josh Allen. Their defense is always crazy. That's always going to be a tough game. Look good against the Bengals. But again, you know, the Bengals can come out any day, you know, any given Sunday and come out there and just, you know, whoop you. Or their offensive line can all of a sudden get smacked and, you know, you're just always getting at it. But they win there. Lose to the Giants. Okay, fine. Giants are five and one. Yeah. They're looking solid. The G men are doing their job and oh, trying to keep Danny Dimes in this. So, you know, fine, I'll give them that. Um, you know, this is going to be a test uh, against the Browns. It's not like the Browns are just a rollover team. Um, but, Especially because they run a very similar offense minus the mobile quarterback. So that is interesting. But well, anyway. Jacoby Brissett isn't looking horrible either. No, he's not. Uh, no, I mean, Jacoby they're... Brissett had a great, what, first three weeks and then just 
I don't know what happened exactly, but it just seems like maybe the teams have kind of figured out how to stop him or, you know, maybe there's been an injury that I didn't know about. But, I mean, Jacoby Brissett's been playing amazing considering he's been like a lifetime backup quarterback. Jacoby Brissett, in my eyes, has been one of the best, like, consistent backup quarterbacks where if your quarterback goes down, if you have him in your, you know, as your second string, you're pretty solid for Sunday. Like, he's going to keep you in that game. And so I just think it's interesting. And I, you know, I don't want to say that this game's easy to pick because the Browns do have Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, and Amari Cooper. Like, those guys are players. And if the Ravens leave any chance for, you know, any movement on their scoreboard, the Browns will take it, especially without J.K. Dobbins. Kenyon Drake is not a great runner. He's not very big. He's just a small dude who's fast, but... If, well, if they won't open up the lines, he won't make it. It's so going to be the thing game. is, though, you don't you don't necessarily have to have a super strong running back when you have Lamar Jackson because the threats of because now you got the three way threat. Is the quarterback going to run it? Can he get it to a running back who's fast? Which Kenyon Drake is pretty fast. Yeah, and then is he going to throw it? So they you don't have to have the strongest running back behind. I mean, that's why they're three and three. Um, they still got some options there at running back, but. You know, it's just it's frustrating to see because, you know, J.K. Dobbins is good. You know, he got hurt last year. I wanted to see a healthy season out of him. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not disappointed with how the season has gone just because uh, Lamar's Lamar's going, hey, you know what? I'm going to prove it. Um, and this guy deserves to get paid other quarterbacks. Now, I get a uh, granted, of course, the the whole thing that kind of fucks this up um, in general uh, pardon my French for Lamar. It's just the fact that Deshaun got a fully guaranteed contract and Lamar goes basically, Hey, look, I'm better than him. Why am I not getting paid? Um, and that really kind of set a bad precedent for should quarterbacks get paid like that. Um, you know, and that, and that, that's hard. Um, obviously I love Lamar Jackson. Uh, my biggest concern with him coming out of college was oof. If he runs this much, um, at some point he's going to get hurt. Yeah. Um, but so far, you know, knock on wood, he has been a solid asset for the Ravens. And yeah. at this point in time, if the Ravens do not keep him and find a way to get him paid, he's going to go somewhere else and get paid. And what other quarterback is going to set you up to be in the same position that you're currently in or better? Yeah, I wouldn't I mean, be surprised just, if he goes to happen. the Broncos or the Raiders. Could you imagine if they do a quarterback swap? Over at the Broncos. Oh, that team would be. But if they, they they would win two Super Bowls, three Super Bowls, easy. But the the problem would become though is that like Derek Carr said, you know, I, I'd retire before I play anywhere else. Well, if you're the Ravens, do you gamble that that a part of the money that you are receiving in return, essentially, you know, for Lamar, if they did a trade or whatever, um, mm-hmm. that that he's actually going to play for you, or do you just risk the fact that okay, cool. I got traded. I'm going to retire, and now you have zero value out of me. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it's it's just interesting to think. I I think Lamar is playing this game very well. He's giving himself a really great year, and hopefully, he's going to get offers all around the the league. Uh, because I think that would make the league so interesting if Lamar went somewhere else, uh, especially to a team that has all the weapons, just missing that quarterback. Uh, it would be it would be wild. But if he stays with the Ravens, you know, they're going to stay a powerhouse team. So it's gonna be interesting. So are you picking the Ravens or the Browns for the week? I know I'm gonna, I'm stupid, gonna go but... for the I'm gonna go for the Ravens. They're playing yeah. at home, MT Bank Stadium. It is Lamar. Even without J.K. Dobbins, I mean, if Mark Andrews plays and everything else, 
still find a way. Now, I do think it, it'll probably be a fairly high-scoring game. Um, the Ravens' defense is not what it used to be. Um, you mean in back these in Ray games, Lewis times or just like two years Ray ago? Ray Lewis, Terrell okay. Sutton. Uh, I mean, just, just having all of these. Just how far back we're going here. Yeah, but, I, well, even even in, I mean, the past couple of years, it was, it was already in the decline. But, yeah, yeah. you know, 2011... 2010 2012 you know mm-hmm. just around the time of t suggs and ray lewis just that defense was so unstoppable um they always put pressure even when they're not specifically getting a blitz off you always knew hey this defensive line these guys they know how to they know how to do their moves and apply the pressure even when that's you know they're not specifically like oh we're gonna go full sack yeah no i definitely agree but so it'll be not what it used to be. Yeah, I don't think either defense still is a great, strong. Yeah, it's it's still it's. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the Ravens here. Um, they're still my team. I love them. Um, I hope Lamar gets paid. But yeah, that that Brown, the Browns team is not just gonna roll over and die either. No. Yeah, this will be a high scoring game. It'll be a lot like Thursday's game where I will not be surprised if the Browns try to make that fourth quarter comeback. I think they'll just fall short. Uh, so I'm going Ravens as well but I think it'll still be a good 11, uh, one o'clock game. All right. Uh, Panthers bucks. This is an easy pick for me. I'm going bucks. I know that they've had their struggles, but with a bunch of fresh untested linemen, the bucks have struggled. They do not have a good offensive line to protect Brady, to give him time to throw. And we all know Brady's not a mobile quarterback. So if you can't, if you don't have a mobile quarterback, you gotta have somebody who can get rid of the ball but all of these teams are guarding their yeah, uh, but we're receivers also talking so well. about We're also talking about the worst team in the league right now. Oh, no. The Panthers I, are 1-5. Yeah, they just got rid of their best problem, asset. But... You've got two terrible quarterbacks. You've got an interim head coach. You just got rid of Anderson, who, cool, like we just mentioned beforehand, he wasn't, you know, just going off for the Panthers either, but that wasn't Anderson also the same guy in the preseason that said that he didn't want <laughs> Yeah, he didn't want Baker. Baker. Yeah. yeah. So, like I mean, who knows, was he, was he going a hundred percent playing, you know, probably but, not, know, but I also just... haven't seen him go a hundred percent like the whole time he's been in the league. So he, yeah, he just doesn't also... have that drive in him, you know, uh, oh, uh, well, I who... think there's also, I think there's also that aspect that it's like when you end up in the worst team in the league, uh, arguably one of the worst teams in the league, you're, you're, I mean, I don't want to say he's like depressed or anything, but the mental headspace to be like, oh yeah, let me go out there week in and week out lay my body on the line so that I have a shorter career to play for a team that's not going anywhere. Yeah. I um, mean, so now that he's going, you know, now, now that he's leaving, I mean, maybe he'll, maybe he'll be like, Oh, I actually, you know, there's a, there's a chance here, you know, blah, 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 whatever. The problem is he's going you to know? the Cardinals where it's so stacked with receivers. He'll never see playtime. I mean, like well, rarely maybe, he will, maybe not right away, they have but D-Hop, what if they he... have Dorch, they have Marquise okay, but Brown. D hop is trying to rely on PEDs to stay relevant. That's not going to stay around. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, uh, but yeah, they are stacked, but I mean, this is a guy that let's say he, let's say he was going 50%. Maybe he gives it a hundred percent and proves like, Hey, look, I got a quarterback. I got everything around me. I need Well, you know, like we're uh, what three and four right now. If you're the Cardinals, like he might actually give it his all. I might actually get some play time. I mean, Look at, look at the NHL. Look what happens when you're a, a, a Coyotes fan. Uh, there's a lot, you know, there have been good people on those teams, but, you know, as soon as they go off somewhere here, somewhere else, their careers basically revamp. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I just don't see it happening uh, on that team for him. So 
Um, but yeah, I've got the Bucks this week. The Panthers are not a threat to the Buccaneers. The Panthers are in a rebuild. Uh, Baker Mayfield not, may not even be playing. So I think this is the perfect week for them to throw in Matt Coral. Uh, and, and just try out to anybody. Well, no, I know, but they should they should <laughs> test out their rookie quarterback they drafted. Uh, so I'm going Bucks for the week. Uh, I think it's pretty clear. So it's just not yeah. a hard one. All right, Bengals Falcons. Uh, I wouldn't have thought this would be a game. Uh, you know, a kind of harder choice based on how the Bengals made it to the Super Bowl and the Falcons weren't doing very well last year. But I'm oddly surprised by the fact that both of these teams are second in their division. Um, especially with their record of being three, three, I mean, there's a lot of three, three teams, but I, I'm going to still give this to the Bengals just cause I don't think the uh, Falcons have a great defensive line and kind of that defensive threat to burrow. So I think he's going to be able to, to uh, make some real plays happen uh, this week, but this is going to be a very high. This is going to be a high scoring game. It's going to be a great game for Cordero Patterson. If he's back in, I think he is, but, and I think, I think Kyle Pitts is going to recover record his second touchdown of the season i think it's gonna be a great game for both teams but i think the Bengals are gonna pull it out yeah i gotta agree with you i'm gonna go with the Bengals. the only reason that i think the falcons might have a chance is they did beat the 49ers in their last game so that is just kind of one of those pieces where it's like okay hey if we take a look at this like they're they're kind of starting to i don't want to say figuring it out but they are definitely performing better as a unit. And I think coming off a big win like that over the 49ers is a big deal. Um, so I think that'll definitely apply some pressure to the Bengals. But um, I got, you know, Marcus Mariota, you know, he's not doing bad for the Falcons, but uh, I, I got to go with Joe Burrow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just really trust Joe Burrow. I love Marcus Mariota, but I just think that the, uh, the Falcons are still trying to get used to their team. Some of their, some of their uh you know some of their targets trying to get on that same connection like Kyle Pitts you know he's just not been in in sync with uh with Mariota so things like that it's going to slow their progression but I think the Falcons are, are going to do really really good uh and they're going to probably stay towards the top of the division for the season uh which is surprising I thought the Saints would do extremely well but with Winston being out it's been tough so yeah Bengals all right Cowboys and Lions. We get the division. I don't want to say rivalry, but you know, a division game. No, wait, no. Lions are north. Never mind. That was stupid. Anyway, uh, Cowboys and Lions. Normally, I'd say this is just a crappy game, and you know, both are gonna suck, and the Cowboys are gonna still win. I I don't know what's been going on with the Lions. They had a bunch of really great games, and then they got blown out by well, the I'm Patriots. St. Brown. That I'm is true. St. Brown has been out, and um, so is Swift. I forgot about that. Yeah, so I mean, Jared Goff hasn't looked absolutely terrible. No, he's Hell, even Josh Josh Reynolds, their uh, their other wide receiver, he stepped up. He's oh, looked yeah. really good. Um, so it's just kind of one of those pieces. The the Lions, I think, just kind of got stuck in that. Oh, our depth was it was okay enough for them to go out, but it what you know just you know you don't you don't practice a whole lot. Uh, maybe with some of those other guys, and mm-hmm. it's been rough for them. Um, which is funny because for the opposite side is that Cooper Rush stepped in and, you know, has looked really good. Even in last week's game for the Cowboys where they, you know, they pick up another loss. It's just that was a close Cooper loss. Rush. It was not a bad yeah, I game. Mean, Cooper, Cooper Rush, you know, and, and a lot of people have kind of talked about, oh, you know, they need to keep Cooper Rush in. The guy's hot. Um, 
you know, all this stuff. Uh, and you go look at Dak, and in Dak's first game back, you know, they didn't play him in preseason, and they probably should have because um, he just wasn't connecting. Uh, and people have been comparing their stats. And the funny thing is, is I feel like they are almost identical quarterbacks. Um, when you, like, the sample size is really small, um, but it's a good look for the Cowboys to, because to, now it's, you know, before it used to, excuse me, um, used to kind of be like, oh, hey, if you lose Dak, Cowboys can't win anything. And now you look at it, you're like, oh, actually, I don't know which quarterback I'd rather face now. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It- me personally so this situation is happening with my team as well uh where the backup quarterback has come in done extremely well and now it's should we have a qb battle to take it back should we let our starter sit another week you know can we survive this and personally i think i think both of these teams should do that i think they have a pretty simple game so i think i think the cowboys have a pretty easy game with the Lions missing a lot of their star dudes that were making them score 26-plus points in the first four games, I think that they should sit Dak, let him get even more healthy. Cooper has been doing great. They had a tough game last week against, I can't remember who. I'm checking real quick. But Cooper still played extremely well against the Eagles, who are undefeated. So I think give him the chance, let him play, let your quarterback one, if that's who you're going to stick with, let him get fully healthy. Give him another week. Why not? There's no reason not to. Um, because you don't want him to get injured, and then you guys lose out on your chance to even have you know, a playoff option, You know, uh, especially with the Eagles already leading your division and the NFC being kind of tight. I mean, it is all tight around the league, but with it being tight, you don't want to sacrifice a chance uh, just because you wanted to rush in a quarterback. We've seen that not work so many times. Uh, so I'm going to pick the Cowboys for the week. If somehow St. Brown and Swift and everybody from the Lions is back, I think it'll be a really, really great game. And I think we'll see the Lions come out and score 30-something points. Um, But I don't know. But I think that the Cowboys are doing great. They need to keep sticking with Tony Pollard. Ezekiel should just be benched and sold off for whatever he's worth now. But I think the Cowboys are going to win for the week. Uh, And I think they should stick with Cooper Rush. If they rush in Dak Prescott... He's out for the rest of the season. He's going to get hurt. Something's going to happen. So, uh, but yeah, I think I think the Cowboys are going to walk away with this one. Okay, I figured we would be in agreement for that one. Uh, but I am rooting for the Lions. Okay, Giants and Jags. Uh, the Jags looked really great to start the season, but they've just had some really rough games. Uh, haven't been able to close out, and the Giants have had some great comebacks, especially against the Ravens. So, I'm going Giants this week. I think they've been doing fantastic. Uh, they've had a great season so far. This is the exact team we thought we'd be seeing, uh, you know, with Saquon and some of their receivers. Uh, I think there are still some receivers on there getting paid way too much, and they just need to get rid of them and go pick up some some better dudes. Like, I think, I think it would have been great for them to maybe go get Robbie Anderson and switch him out for, who is that, Kenny Galladay or Sterling Shepard, whoever got a big payday. And just hasn't done anything ever with it. Um, you know, it's one of those situations. I think it would be great for them to do something uh, and give themselves some better targets. But I've got the Giants for the week. But Trevor Lawrence won't roll over and die. And that Jags defense is certainly not going to make it easy. So it'll be an interesting game, but Giants are going to win. Yeah, the G-Men, I mean, that defense is looking strong right now. The run game is good. Um, 
you know, their the receiving core is kind of lacking a little bit. I'm still not sold on Danny Dimes. Um, but when your defense is playing like this and, and the other parts of your team can kind of uh, really support the quarterback, you don't have to be the best quarterback, and they're kind of proving it right now, 5-1. and one. Um, Now, that's not to say that, you know, second half of their season may, you know, will be, uh, a, or, you know, just an easy ride either. But I, I think the Giants should walk away with this one. They are playing in Jacksonville. Um, but I don't know, Trevor Lawrence just still isn't the guy that everybody thought he was going to be. And I think that's part of the issue here for them is uh, they're just, it's not solidified there, especially, you know, one year removed, well, one uh, part of a season removed from Urban Meyer, uh, that that team still needs a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, it's going to, it's going to take time, but I think that they've done pretty good with what they've, you know, with the rebuild and, and stuff like that, that they've had to do, but uh, the Jags are the Jags are probably one season away. Next season, I think they're going to come out and, and destroy their division, uh, which isn't very hard considering the Colts are failing miserably uh, and the Titans are doing Titan things and just not playing strong. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see how it happens. All right. Uh, I also just wanted to sneak this in real quick. Yeah. Um, we normally used to mention this. I want to go ahead and bring it up now. Uh, teams on bye week this week are going to be the Bills, the Rams, the Vikings, and the Eagles. Jeez, so, uh, so while the Eagles, yeah, well, four teams. Um, so while the Eagles are undefeated, uh, they'll technically remain this way through this week as they will be off and trying to rest up. Yeah, I, I, that's so crazy. Like, and, and plus we we haven't brought up any buy teams yet because last week was the first week of buys. So uh, we just forgot. Well, I, we also didn't record last week. So, um, but yeah, it, it's interesting to see that pretty much the leader of each division, except for the Rams. Uh, is out, uh, you know, on by this week. So it'll be interesting to see what some of these teams do and try to take advantage of that of that week break. But anyway, all right, Colts Titans. Um, ah, this is so stupid. I think the Titans are going to win. The Colts still don't have Jonathan Taylor back. Matt Ryan well, was... still doesn't have the protection. Uh, so with a healthy Derrick Henry, I think he's going to run all over that Colts defense. Well, you know, it's funny. I was literally just going to mention that arguably the two best running backs in the league are on these two teams, and yet this season neither one of them has performed. Neither one has performed, and Taylor's out. So the Colts don't have any real weapons. I know that they've been trying to use Mo Ali Cox and stuff, and you know, I thought he would do really well with Matt Ryan, but Matt Ryan has been showing his age this season. He looks like he's really struggling, uh, especially behind a line that has not protected him very well. So it's going to be a very tough season for him. I would not be surprised if Ryan retires after one season with the Colts. Uh, you know, I I think he was kind of hoping that uh, there was some type of magic there in Indy. Because uh, remember, you know, uh, when Peyton went there, you know, he was a little bit older in his career. Maybe not quite the same age as, uh, I mean, I don't actually know. I just assume because I was younger when it happened. But I think he was like, oh, yeah, when older quarterback goes to Indy, they get this, you know, youthfulness to them and everything. And I think maybe he tried to do that. And Andy was like, okay, we're not that special. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's interesting. I mean, Philip Rivers did it to him two years ago, you know, came, played one year, did really great, got him to the playoffs, and then, uh, you know, retired. Uh, I just don't see Matt Ryan doing this. Now, it wouldn't be impossible because their division is so crappy uh, that if Taylor can come back and actually be a fantasy performer for once, uh, then, you know, he could lead them to to a playoff run of one game, but that's about it. 
So, you know, but it I don't foresee that happening. I think the Titans are going to come away with this division, but I also think they're going to win this game. So I'm going Titans for the win this week. And uh, Colts, you just got to figure out your stuff, man. Did you have- yeah, the more that I okay. think about this, I, oh, I was sitting there thinking about it. I don't know <laughs> how to pick one because, yeah, they've got Derrick Henry back, but Tannehill still is a terrible quarterback. Sorry, yes. not sorry. Nope. Matt Ryan is still a terrible quarterback. And, well, not terrible. He hasn't always he's been just, terrible, he's but he's terrible. Old. He's old. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know how much of that is an excuse, though, necessarily, because he got Tom Brady. Well, yeah, he's but still- one of them really takes care of their body. And I'm not saying Matt Ryan doesn't, but... Well, it's I really know, hard but to I'm, compare I'm anybody saying, to though, Tom Brady because that man takes well, care of his body but like also, no other. But also, uh, go look. Uh, I'm totally blanking right now. Uh, Vikings quarterback. Kirk uh, Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Old man, still getting it done. He's not that I mean, old. Just, I mean. He's really not that old. I think. <laughs> I might be saying that and he's like 37, but I'm pretty sure he's, he's only 34. like 34. Yeah, okay. He's not that old. But I think Matt Ryan's 39, 40 almost. So 37. Yeah. yeah. So he's a little bit older. But Matt, he's, Ryan, he's Matt couple, Ryan's definitely like, showing the age a lot worse. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. I don't know. I'm just saying that. I mean, there's there's a certain point though. I mean, even even look at uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, a three and three Packers team. Uh-huh. Um so I don't know. Normally I say, you know, when in doubt, go with the better quarterback, but I guess I'll go with the Titans. But <laughs> the better running back. But yeah, the you got the back. better running back. Yeah, you got that. But it's just they're playing at Tennessee as well. Um, yeah, the Colts also have one tie this season. But I just I don't know. They they just I feel like they're just not gelling at all. No, um, and I think that makes it difficult. And then you're talking about playing away in Tennessee. That's a hard, you know, it's hard to go into Tennessee and win. Yeah. Uh, so I, I guess I'll give it to Tennessee this week. But okay. in the, at the end of the day, either team is not really got out and shown like hey we're we're doing really good yeah i agree all right packers commanders now i think carson wentz is out i think he's injured for the next like three weeks yeah well i think i think even if he wasn't (laughs) hurt i think it's it's time to go back to the taylor heineke show uh and i agree and because heineke is in this week i'm gonna say the commanders are gonna upset the packers because I believe in Heineke. I think he's a way better quarterback than Carson Wentz. And the Packers just aren't figuring it out. They've been struggling. You lost to the Jets. Like, what? So, yeah, I'm going Commanders this week. If the Jets can pull it off, I think the Commanders with Heineke behind behind center can figure it out too. So, I'm going Heineke for the win. I think, uh, I think Curtis Samuel and uh, Terry McLaurin are going to have a great game. They're going to look like they were last season where they were just going crazy. Well, the commander's team is going to look really way different. Kinda, I really feel like this is when you look at the commander's organization, what's going on with Dan Snyder right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, he already gave control over to his wife and all this stuff has come out. Uh, he was subpoenaed by the federal government and he said, Oh, I'm sorry. I can't come. I'm on my yacht in the Mediterranean or whatever, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, and he, he tried to escape that and everything. Um, and then what was it, you know, he wrote, well, before we get to the apology thing and that he wrote or whatever, um, you know, it came out that, uh, for years he's told some of the top executives and his friends that he has dirt on all the, uh, the NFL owners and all this stuff. And, you know, he would bring them down, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I was like, well, you know, 
number one, I wouldn't be surprised if he did have dirt, but at the same time, it's also kind of the the cry of a dying man who knows he's caught. Um, and then, uh, what was it, a couple of days ago when they had that big NFL owners meeting, um, mm-hmm. you know, he said, oh, uh, it wasn't really an apology letter so much as, hey, sorry, uh, you guys know I would never say that. I've never said that before, blah, blah, blah. Hopefully you believe me type deal. Yeah. Uh, where it looked like he was just trying to save face and uh jim Irsay, the uh owner of the colts uh came out and kind of called for them to force the sale for dan snyder and everything um was uh pretty crazy yeah um and so when you look at what's going on there and then i don't know who's calling the shots there um and making the decisions for quarterback but it basically felt like they were like hey look we paid a lot of money for Carson Wentz, waste of money. We clearly overpaid, <laughs> so let's get our money's worth out of this guy. But the problem was, you're getting more value out of him to ride the bench than you are to yeah. actually play. But they haven't figured that out yet. Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things. Taylor Heineke would have definitely benefited from having a few weeks of played now. Um, so this may be a tough game for him to kind of get back into his groove. So while I want the Commanders to win. I don't know how hot or cold he, you know, what what has he been doing in practice? I think it's one uh, of those situations though where you're, you're, you're mad. You're mad at your team, and you want to show well, him that you deserve this starting spot, and I'm not going to be surprised if he comes out and goes crazy. So. Well, the, I, you know, in the, what was it, in the preseason uh, when they interviewed him, you know, he had that really good response where he was like, look, like, I get it. You just paid this guy a bunch of money, um, so I get why you're going to, you know, play Cor- Carson Wentz. I don't know necessarily that he really cares that he was he got put into the second string. I think he knows he's not going to be taking a bunch of punishment behind a line that still isn't the greatest. Uh, you know, a lot of, you know, we were touted last season where the commanders are going to be really good. Scary Terry was going to do all this stuff. A lot of people have stepped up, but they're, you know, they still have a questionable uh, situation with their running backs and everything. Um, you know, I think he was okay just to be collecting a paycheck and just be like, you know, waiting for the tides to have turned so he can just kind of sit there in a nice leather chair, spin around like the, uh, you know, like an evil the villain evil and boss, just be like, yeah. oh, so the tides have turned. How well Now back. you want me to save your organization. Yeah, I think um, I think he was okay with that. I don't think he's really that mad. I think he I think he knows he's a pro- if, if he comes out and finishes this year strong, uh, can get some wins. He's going to get paid. And if he's not going to get paid here, dude could definitely get paid in some other places. Like uh, right now, the Steelers, <laughs> yeah, Denver, the Steelers aren't looking great, even with Kenny Pickett. You know, there's yeah, potentially a Trubisky chance for a younger Panthers. Trubisky. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 definitely some options there. Um, you know, their Seahawks would probably uh, be one of those organizations that might take a chance. Possibly, Hell, but he's been Gino's been doing well. Gino has been doing well, but I still think they want to get somebody, you know, that they see as like a long-term career guy. Possibly. Um, hell, you could almost be at the point right now that I think even the Jags could be looking to to try to trade away Trevor Lawrence to get somebody in there. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's all speculation, but uh, if I was if I was in the Jags organization, I'd probably be saying, look, uh, I think we overvalued this guy and he's the next Tim Tebow. Yeah, but uh, back to back to where we're going. I would like the Commanders to win. Yeah. Um, I I do like them. I mean, and I hate Rodgers um, more than I like them. So I definitely want him to lose. So yeah, no, I hate Aaron Rodgers. That's yeah. that's like the world's worst situation. Yeah, um, but it's the perfect week so for arrogant. us. So let's 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 pray for Heineke to win and Rodgers to take a fat L. Um, and Heineke, we trust. Yes. Uh, yeah, I I just 
yeah anyway i've got the commanders i hope that's an upset i want it to be an upset if it doesn't happen i'm gonna be very sad but i hope heineke just balls out and shows them hey if i can do this against the packers i can do this against any team so it'll be a good game all right jets broncos it's zach wilson versus nathaniel hackett because russ has officially been ruled out i'm going jets Nathaniel Hackett. Has I he think, been officially rolled out? Have you have yes, you talked to his manager? Fi- you oh, talked well. to his manager. You talked <laughs> yeah. to his manager. Yeah, I, guess, you didn't I, guess hear we'll, I guess we'll see if his uh, if his manager uh, lets the team send him out. But as of right now, we'll just assume the team has the official correct information. And so I'm gonna say that uh, Nathaniel Hackett is the best quarterback on the Broncos, which I didn't think I'd ever say. Um, but I I still don't think the Broncos will be able to pull it off, and I think the Jets are gonna come out on a high from the last two weeks, especially after beating the Packers who are a much better team than the Broncos. I think the jets are going to come out swinging. Uh, they have found their groove. Their players have come out and played hard. And I think sauce Gardner is about to record a couple interceptions this year too, or during this week. Cause he was close to picking off uh, Rogers last week. And I think it's, I think it's time that he, he records some more so that my buddy Hayden stops saying that Tariq woolen is better. Um, so I've got the Jets I hate to say this. I, I would really like Jerry Judy to actually perform. Same. Um, I hope they get a real quarterback in there because the terrible also thing same. is, it's like the Broncos aren't the worst team ever. No. But Russ, you know, after we just discussed, he doesn't talk to his teammates and all this stuff. That's got to be frustrating as hell. I wonder what that also means for the organization because um, that's got to be rough. Um, and, you know, you just, I, I would like to see them succeed. Um, they're kind of one of those neutral teams for me where it's like, Hey, look, um, I don't, you know, uh, I don't want to see you guys do bad. Uh, nobody over there is on my hate list, except for, I think things are getting ugly for Russ, And, you know, I think that's going to hurt any of his, uh, destinations to go to, uh, cause who, who wants to, who wants to play with a quarterback like that? Nobody. Um, so that's unfortunate. So I, I hope Jerry Judy gets some points, but I got to go for the jets this week. Yeah, I'm going to agree. Also, uh, I would love for the Eagles to find some other backup quarterback so that the Broncos can go pick up Gardner Minshew. Then I can have all my favorite backup QBs as uh, starters again because uh, I just I love Minshew Mania, man. That was so fun, and I think it would be awesome to have him playing again. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Texans Raiders. This This has got to be the worst game this week. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, it's a it's, one three and one Texans versus yeah. a one and four Raiders. Dude, the Raiders what have to figure game, it out. They're getting to crunch time if other, they want to make playoffs. What other game this week is worse than this one? Um ooh. There's, Dude, don't put me on the spot one. like that. Come on. Because there's not one. There's, there's not, there is no right. worse. Well, okay, I mean, no. The Steelers and the Dolphins could be awful. Because they still got they still got Teddy Bridgewater against uh, whichever quarterback that wants to throw the most interceptions for the week. Well, look, I mean, <laughs> let's be honest though. It is still interesting to watch that game because it's because, a rookie. Well, yeah, but look at that. I mean, like, look, you still oh, is Najee Harris going to perform? No, he's, he's their in line crunch sucks. Time. He performed last week. He looked good last week because they had still, to. Yeah, but he still has two this week too. So I mean that that could be a good game. The Steelers are kind of are like I think they finally realized, oh shit, we're getting our butts whooped. We need to come out and do some stuff. And they looked good. The Dolphins are out there going, uh, yeah, our quarterback got fucked up, and uh, we just traded for Tyreek. We got to figure that thing out. Our running backs need to kind of figure out. You know, they're three and three. You know, they're they're kind of you know 
nobody wants to be three and three you want to have some type of winning record that could be a good game but back to where we're at with your houston okay cool you you got davis mills and uh what's the running back david pierce or, or whatever his name damian is pierce. Uh, damian pierce the- uh you know that's that's kind of their best thing going on brendan cooks is i mean he's doing okay but you know it's only yeah. so much you can do you know with, with the limited threats there and then you go look at the raiders and essentially you got the same team new coach you have a better wide receiver and you lost Kenyon drake uh but relatively it's the same team still got darren waller still got uh i am totally blanking on the other wide receiver hunter renfro yeah hunter renfro okay. um you, you still have relatively the same team and yet you are one in four yeah, no, I um, I get it. I just I I told you last year I don't like Carr, and he has gone out this year. And whether it's on him or whether it's the coat, I don't know what it is. Um, but it's really gone out and shown it for me. Yeah. Um, so who do you have so that Whittick? God, I don't know. I guess I'm probably gonna take the Texans. <laughs> I don't know. I can't believe I'm gonna say that. But if I gotta go between Lovey Smith, <laughs> I gotta go between Lovey Smith. Two quarterbacks. I don't uh, necessarily. I mean, Davis Mills. Hell, I mean, I, it's not. I dislike Davis Mills, but I mean, shit. Uh, I don't know. The Raiders obviously don't have their shit together. Houston at least has one win, which so do the Raiders. But they've also got one tie, which the Raiders don't. They just have four losses. So uh, there's that. Yeah, they're playing in Las Vegas, but their running back game is actually looking decent, and Brennan Cooks ain't bad. Uh, I don't know. Shit, I, I'm gonna gamble on the Texans. I never thought I'd actually say those words, but <laughs> here we are. Yeah, it's it's a it's a rough one, but I think this is the Raiders' turnaround point. They have to turn around here. So I'm gonna go Raiders. Uh, they just need to figure it out. Otherwise, they're not making the playoffs, and you really should not be behind the Broncos let's in your division. Be, That's ridiculous. So let's be honest. If you're one and four at this point as the Raiders, even if you turn around right now. There's still quite a few games left in this season. They're probably not making the playoffs. Yeah, especially in a tight AFC. It's probably not possible at this point, uh, but we'll see. You know, it could get tight at the end, uh, but I've got the Raiders for the week. All right, Seahawks Chargers. I'm going with Chargers. This, this is not a question in my mind. No way. Especially like if Keenan down. Allen is back. I mean, even without Keenan Allen, they, they've they been killing it with the running back uh, game. I mean, there's just there's a lot of, I mean, yeah, Bosa being injured again. I mean, there's a lot of things that are, are hurting the Chargers right now. Um, but when in doubt, got to go with the better quarterback. Gino's looking good. I still don't think he's yeah. a long-term solution. Like Justin Herbert, you know, he's a, he's a long-term guy. I think he's looking good for the organization, but I'm going to go Chargers. Yeah, I'm going. It's... Sorry, Hayden. I look, man. Your your Seahawks are still rebuilding, and Geno has done great. But that time is coming to an end, especially against this Chargers defense. I still think they've got the best defense in the league. Have they shown it completely yet? No. They still well, have think, probably the best defensive players in the league, and and Geno's about to throw some serious picks this week. So well, the the problem I think also is Pete Carroll has used every playbook and or every play in his book, and yeah. uh, everybody knows this now, and he's not. Dude is not changing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that's also an issue. They're gonna have to find a new coach there. Um, but yeah, yeah, I gotta agree with you, Chargers this week. But this this next game, you should know who I have picked. Oh yeah, CMC? No, I'm just kidding. You got the Chiefs <laughs> more than likely. Yeah. I got no, the I got, Chiefs I, too. No, no, I got the 49ers. What? You, really? You got Jimmy G. 
I am sorry. You got Jimmy G. Okay. You just added CMC. Is, is CMC which, allowed hang to on, play? Hang on. Is he allowed to play? I thought, but geez, the the dude knows how to run. Well, Have yes. I'm, I just don't know hang the on, rules about whether or not he's allowed to play yet. If he, or I if he has to wait he a week. Is. Okay. I think he is. As long as he's I mean, allowed to play. Yeah. 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 If, as long as, well, actually, I don't know. Even if he's not allowed to play, I'm probably going to take the 49ers. But in the long run, for the rest of the season, though, when you look at the 49ers, though, you got CMC, which, by the way, have you looked up CMC's family tree before? No. So his dad is a former NFL player. His mom was a soccer player at Stanford. Jeez. Uh, his, uh, I don't know if it was his grandfather or his grandmother was an Olympic runner. Jeez. I mean, like, this guy's built you know, to his run. Older, yeah, his older <laughs> brother uh, played in the NFL. Thank God. Uh, two of his younger brothers are playing college football. Like, they are a studly Athletic family. family. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, number one, they've got that going on for so them. So, why is he so like, injury prone? Is it, is it the soccer player in him? I play soccer, so I'm allowed maybe, to say that. But. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I, I think that's part of it. But also, the dude has been stuck in Carolina for so long. He's, you know, it's kind of like the Derrick Henry show in a way, except CMC's smaller, so it's not like he just trucks people. Um, so I think I think that's probably led to some of his injuries because that's all that, he, you know, that's, that's the only weapon they've really ever had there. Yeah. Um, so I think that's part of it. But then you start to look at... Um, uh, Debo now doesn't have to do the run game anymore. Uh, you know, all this stuff. He can go out to be, you know, they can really start to spread the ball out. You still got Brandon. I mean, you've got some pieces there that it just starts to make a lot of sense. Yeah. I, so if CMC plays, this definitely makes the matchup a lot harder because with a healthy CMC, a healthy Garoppolo, and a healthy Kittle, you've got the makings of a great, great team, but you've got to keep got those guys Debo. healthy. Yeah, and, and then obviously Debo, Debo and, and you, but those got, guys never you, get injured. Yeah. So well, I know, but the uh, the point is though. I mean, like when you look at that though, like they they are now like a complete team. Uh, yeah. And I'm sorry, but Trey Lance, you're starting to look a lot more useless now. Yeah, especially with that stupid injury. I look. This would have been a way harder matchup. I well easier to pick uh, without CMC. And now that they got him, if he can play on Sunday, you know whatever league rules there are, I don't know. Uh, but if he can play, I I foresee this being a battle, and I the 49ers have the better defense, hands down. It is not even a hard question of who's got the better defense. And for that sole purpose, I think as long as Kittle and CMC and Garoppolo stay healthy, you know, and look healthy for the game, I think that the 49ers will win. So I'm going 49ers with you. Uh, but if you know if okay, Kittle's so out and CMC isn't healthy and doesn't play for the week. My choice has totally flopped over to the Chiefs. It's not hard. Coach Kyle Shanahan said Friday that McCaffrey is still up in the air to make his 49ers debut versus the Chiefs on Sunday. Um, it says we're here 49ers part away with their second, third, and fourth round picks in 2023 and a 2024 fifth round pick to make the trade work. Yeah. So it sounds uh, like he's allowed to play. It's just whether or not he's healthy or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting for sure. I mean, it, it'll be a fun game. I hope I hope everybody gets to watch that one. I hope I hope I, the NFL I app think, is showing that one. I think uh, after going through some practice, I think Kyle Shanahan should. I think it'd be kind of stupid not to. Yeah, uh, we're talking about CMC. The dude is athletic. Um, what it, what it comes down to is, you know, like yeah, you, there's still some plays. Obviously, you got to learn and everything. Um, but this guy is smart. 
He is fast. And he'll figure um, it out. He's, yeah, exactly. He is, if you get him the ball, um, even if you only put him in for some, you know, let, let's say you use Jeff Wilson for some of the more complicated plays, but like just on regular handoff plays, you're going to give it to CMC. Yeah, it'd be obvious because people would pick up on it uh, that it's going to be a run play type deal, you know. But if you could get him in there for some of those plays, uh, dude's going to go off. I mean, San Francisco is is definitely a good team for the run play. Um, and, I, I, you know, I think he's going to go off. Uh, you know, the funny thing is uh, Kansas City, I don't know if you saw this. Um, apparently, and I don't know how true this is, they asked Travis Kelsey to take a pay cut. Oh. Uh, or not pay cut, but they asked him to restructure his deal to try to make cap room and i believe it's because they want to pick up um odell oh that would be interesting have three veteran uh guys who are all injury prone on your team that'd be good you know juju and scantling and obj that'd well, be interesting <laughs> well, joke, even, even beyond that even beyond that though um you know mahomes just uh i don't know He's he's kind. Of, I don't want to say he's regressed, but you know those no look sidearms and stuff. They haven't been as accurate lately. They weren't accurate and, last year. That's how he threw like ten picks to lead the league in the first six games yeah, last season. Yeah, but my yeah, but my point is though, in their Super Bowl winning year, he was doing those and he was just on fire and everything matched up and lined up in their running yeah. game. I mean, there's just so much going for him last year. I mean, let's go ahead and say part of that was like pandemic, you know, like there was just the, the world was crazy. So last year's kind of weird because, you know, there's flukes and everything, you know, whatever. But then coming back into it this year where everything's kind of a bit more normalized and stuff. Number one, I feel like everybody is injury prone this year, which yeah. is why I'm hating fantasy. Number one, yes. um, that's been ridiculous. And then now you've got these some of these guys that I don't know if they're just like, oh, things are back to normal. So they're just out doing all kinds of crazy stuff again, not getting all the rest they need, all these other things, whatever. Uh, but that's made it not fun because now it's just like some guys are playing really good. And then, for example, like maybe you have Devontae Adams, but the Raiders are one and four. So it's not like they're just going off and killing it. Um, so there's a lot of fantasy wise where it's just crazy. But uh, back to like the whole Kansas City deal, I mean, it's just, it feels weird because Valdez Scantling was arguably pretty good last year with Green Bay. Um, and so that's why I had actually drafted him because I was like, look, if he can perform under Aaron Rodgers and kind of his old man routine kind of thing he's got going on, uh, you give him Patrick Mahomes and the dude should be able to catch some balls and he's done sh really nothing. Yeah. And then you go look at Juju, who historically was doing good under Big Ben. So he should do good under a young quarterback, right? He hasn't done anything. So... I swear it's the weirdest thing ever that somehow Travis Kelsey and him and Tyreek could make it work, but you're giving these, putting these other guys in there who weren't doing bad last year, really. But then all of a sudden you put them with Patrick Mahomes and things are just not working out. I mean, it's kind of sus what's going on in Kansas city. Cause I don't know really how they're four and two, except for the fact that it's still Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, no, I, it, the Chiefs are an interesting team, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what their deal is. But they played well against the Bills. It was a very interesting game. But yeah, I agree with you. Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, they're they're gonna have some stuff to figure out. But the 49ers are doing good things too, so it'll be interesting. Okay, Steelers Dolphins. We've got two games, and then we're gonna go to break. It's not really gonna turn into a half because that would be a two-hour episode. 
So we'll we'll quickly get through these last two for you guys. Go to break, and then we'll come back and talk a little bit about some of the other stuff. Steelers, Dolphins. Normally, I'd say this would be easy. Tua's injured, though. Uh, I think Pickett's also injured, so Trubisky is back in. I have faith in Trubisky. I don't have faith in their line. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's, you know, their team's got it more figured out. He's been with the team longer. I think the Dolphins are going to come away with this win. Trubisky is not going to have a, you know, terrific game, but they need to fix that line. It's not great. They need the lines that would protect Roethlisberger. Uh, They need to go back to that. You know, however they did it, they need to go back to that. And so whatever that means, you know, figure it out. Protect whoever your quarterback is so that they don't have to throw picks and throw stupid throws all the time. Uh, But I've got the Dolphins for this week. I don't think it's very hard to to pick a winner on this one. Um, so hang on, I'm pulling up the injury report. Because I don't know why, but I thought I saw that. Where is it? Kenny Pickett isn't listed on the injury report. So I don't know. I don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be this week. Um, but yes, Wait, who did you pick? I I picked the Dolphins. So normally I'd agree with you. I kind of want to go with the Steelers. I don't know why. There's just something in my gut that says pick the Steelers, and I don't know if that's because uh, I need personally in the fantasy week. I need a good uh, week out of Najee. Mm-hmm. And that I also need uh, a good week out of uh, Deontay Johnson. Well, that hopefully for you it works. <laughs> I I hope so. And having said this, it's going to completely tank me. Even though I'm now three and three, and my my season is looking worse and worse every week with a terrible outlook. Um, but there's just something about the Dolphins right now that I'm just hoping that. I mean, they're playing in Miami, which doesn't help. Um, but I don't care for their backup uh i don't know yeah you're probably you're probably correct the dolphins are probably gonna win but i'm hoping for the steelers well we can always hope all right let's do this one quick because something's happening upstairs i don't know what's going on but i think my kid may have touched a hot oven or something i don't know but my wife's with him so nobody's got to freak out that i'm not taking care of my kid anyway patriots bears this is very clear to me patriots have this one easy justin fields is not playing well the bears are struggling the Bears are the Bears anyway. Is, is is Mac still out? Mac is technically good for Monday, but I think this is a week where they can sacrifice and let Bailey Zappi play. It's not a sacrifice. They're going. Bailey Zappi has been doing amazing, uh, but I think this is another great week for Bailey Zappi to play. Let Mac get fully healthy, just like Dak. Let them play, and if you know you guys are starting to struggle and you know you don't think you're going to come away with a win with Zappi behind center, throw in Mac. Let him finish the game. Let him pull it out. I think I think that's very doable. Let Bailey Zappi play the first half, see how it goes, and if he's not doing too great, throw in, throw in Mac, you know, throw in Jones, and then finish out the game with a win and uh, see how he progresses through the week. But I think this is an easy win for the Patriots, not just because they're my favorite team, but also because they're it's also the Bears. playing at home. Well, yeah. they're playing at home too, yeah. uh, which is always advantageous. Uh, don't care, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Justin Fields just is not a great quarterback. I've said it. He's kind of proven it. 
Um, I, I mean, there's there's a lot going on with the Bears again. Um, I I think the organization needs some help. Um, I don't know which is a random oh, piece. Okay. Uh, I, okay. Michael, I see your your mic is muted. Are you still there? I am still here. Yep, I am still here. Okay. Um, I heard the uh the Bears are gonna get a new uh covering for their stadium, which will I think will definitely help the wind. Uh, because what all the kicking problems that they have. Well, not 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 just that, but just in general, it's always no, super cold, no, and I mean, you know, all that stuff. I mean, they just Soldier Field, I think, needs to be renovated and everything. Yeah. Um, but I think that would definitely help. But um, it's not going to solve all their problems, but no, maybe it'll maybe it'll help some. Uh, but yeah, I got to go Patriots as well. Yeah, it it's just one of those weeks, and I think a lot of these teams that are especially in the cold areas need to just start enclosing their stadiums. We're we're just getting to the day and age where we don't need to keep having the stupid snow games. Uh, I would much rather see teams play well in good weather than watch teams struggle because there's crappy weather. Like, that just sucks, you know? We're not watching good football. We're just watching whoever can, you know, get lucky and catch a pass when it's slippery and, you know, they burned their cornerback because they tripped, you know, 20 yards back. It's like, that's stupid. You know, who wants to watch a game like that? It's not very fun. But also, it's when you start to get into, like, with some of the, like, destinations and, you can get rain delays and all kinds of stuff. It's the same thing in baseball and all these different things where like, I get it. Some of these markets don't have the money or need to, you know, do that or whatever. But then you also look at some of this stuff and it's like, why would you not just go ahead and do an indoor stadium? Like, I don't care to see the snow. I don't care what, you know, people talk about, Oh, well, it's a wet ball and all this stuff. You get to see more fumbles and, you know, different things happen and whatnot. And I'm just like, I don't know. Um, it's just, it's not entertaining to me. It's not entertaining in any other sport. It's not going to be entertaining in football. It's got to be miserable for the fans. Like, why do you not want your team at your best? Because I don't care if you're the Packers and you're like, oh, uh, I'm used to this. Or you're the Patriots and you're playing in Foxborough and you're like, yep, I'm used to playing in all the snow and everything. Where is the remote fun in that? Like, can you imagine uh, if the Cowboys were playing in an outdoor stadium in the heat and then they had to subject all the other teams to that? Or like if you went down to Houston and it was an open stadium and it was just miserably muggy the entire time. Yeah, no, it it's I disagree with the way that they allow for some of this. I mean, plus, it's not even fun football. It's not like you're watching fumbles happen because a defender stripped it. It's like it literally slipped out of their hands. That's not fun. You know, who wants to watch that? It's like watching the Saints, you know, give up those interceptions on Thursday. It's not because of anything besides that receiver had butterfingers. You know, it's not like he got mossed by the cornerback and got it taken away from him. Well, so it's fun. Okay, so I just remember this as well. Like we were just talking about actually with Chicago. Um, Was it a couple weeks ago where they were talking about how terrible that field surface was in Chicago and that it probably shouldn't have been played because it was in such poor condition? Like that is a perfect example of it is not a stadium. I don't know if their grounds crew is just terrible, whatever it is. And, you know, it's not like they're playing on turf. It, It is a real sod field and everything. So it's not like in Arizona where it's like, oh, yeah, we can wheel whichever one we want in. Like, it is just stuck there, and it is an outside, like, it was terrible. Like, then that affected the game, and people could have gotten hurt because of it. I think that is a prime example of, oh, yeah, you should probably have an indoor stadium. And if you want real grass, you can do the wheel in, wheel out. But I think they should all just switch to turf. Uh, Oh, see, that's the other hard part, too. I, I think they need to keep doing studies and figuring out which one's safer because we have seen a lot of injuries happen in these turf fields. And that's how also I tore my ACL. 
cleats dig in and grip way better in the turf and it's really easy for for injuries to happen so i don't know but, uh it's just it's just always hard to the tell other, the other side of that is I, I i agree with you but i also played indoor soccer for a number of years I and agree. i use specific uh the you know not the ones that have it's uh, the, like it's the, the rubber soles that they're like little knobs the, everywhere the, it's not yeah but it, yeah. not not even a nub like a regular soccer cleat you know it's just yeah. those tiny little bumps and yeah, i played goalie bumps, and i yeah. was able to grip just fine yeah no, exactly. I, I agree it's just you yeah. know it's the situation of you know what are we gonna you know how are we gonna mitigate but injuries also, too so but also if if uniformly they also all had the same turf brand across the league and everybody was used to playing on that i think they'd get used to it it would make more sense to make the jump over to the you know to those type of cleats or to have a not as sharp of a cleat you know like what they're using uh so it doesn't grip you know or over grip so to speak and dig in yeah uh, i think they could make the switch but it's kind of like right now like a lot of these guys are like oh well you know our home place is on grass so that's the cleat that i'm used to and then they end up going into a turf stadium they're like oh well i'm i'm not used to that and i don't want to switch shoes to that because i'm not used to playing or practicing in that but if everybody had it and you are used to it you'd probably return to the same level of play or better. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's just one of those things where that's a huge investment too. So I don't know. We'll see, but all right. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll probably do, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes of, of some talking about, uh, you know, some surprises around the league with fantasy and other stuff. And then, and then, uh, that'll be our episode. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. And we'll see you guys in just a second. All right, everybody. We're back. Uh, from our little break for you guys it's literally like two seconds like it it just seems like there was nothing uh but for us it was it was almost close to an hour of a break uh, i had to go pick some cakes and stuff that we're making for somebody's birthday i don't know what mike was doing uh drinking i don't know watching college football i don't know actually i'm drinking and watching poker oh there you go poker um but anyway you know so it's it's all we always laugh about that a little bit we always find it funny so we so we took a lot longer in the first half because we also did talk about the teams that surprised us, you know, some of those five and one or three and three or the you know teams that were just really bad uh, that have just been surprising. So uh, we're going to focus a little bit more on fantasy for the next couple minutes and just really talk about how awful fantasy has been this year. Uh, fa- bad in the way that you draft people in the first round, expecting them to go crazy and get 300 something plus points in the year and be the salvation of your team week to week. That has not been true. Jonathan Taylor, utter disappointment. Derrick Henry, utter disappointment. Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. Uh, Najee Harris. Yeah, Najee Harris. Alvin Kamara. You know, guys like that that are just truly... Oh, CMC. Sorry, that's another one. Truly difficult fantasy year. I mean, CMC hasn't done horrible. That's because compared to other years when he's injured, he looks amazing this year because he hasn't gone out all season. Well, I mean, he's getting a solid, like, 15 to 25 points each week, which, I mean, this year, a solid 15 to 25 points every week is kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not bad. Um, and that's I think that's kind of the issue is right now is that there are so many people and, like, quarterbacks getting hurt and just people who, I don't know, there's just something going on in the waters where it's just everything feels off, like... We talked about like the team that I drafted, and it's it's the only reason I'm giving it as an example. My mm-hmm. team is three and three, and I'm doing terrible. I've now lost the past three weeks. Probably going to lose this week, 
but the reason I can speak to it is because it is my team. Like I got Mark Andrews, great for my team. He gets a lot of points, but like I also have Najee Harris. The best thing that happened is last week, and I didn't even play him, and he got 12 points. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's disappointing at best. Um, and then like each week you'll find someone who uh, is just a random wide receiver on a team and he goes off and then your regular guys are like, Oh yeah, I got my regular 12 to 15 points or whatever. And you're just like, wow, that like, it feels bad. Like why aren't, why aren't they having like huge big games? So there's a couple of them that obviously do. Um, but it, I don't know. It's just kind of disappointing and it definitely makes it hard. Cause you're just like, at least for me, um, I'm, I'm almost at the point where I'm kind of like the people that I would think are going to do really good don't perform. And then the people that I put on my bench who I'm like, Oh, then there's no shot. They're going to perform. And then they go off and I'm like, well, now I don't know who to play. Cause everything just feels backwards. And it almost gets to the point of being disappointing. Cause it's like, it doesn't matter what I pick now. Cause the other person's always going to do better. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so tough. I mean, I have Najee on a team. I have Clyde Edwards-Helaire. I have Nick Chubb, James Robinson, Damian Pierce. Like I've got, I've got because I'm in like three different leagues. So I've got people all across the board. I've got Jonathan Taylor. I've got uh, you know Cooper Cup. All those. I've got every first round draft pick. I've got them at least on one of the teams. It is so frustrating how one week they can go get thirty points, and then the next week they they're injured. But nothing happened to him during the game. So you're like, what the heck happened? They don't play, you know, like Keenan Allen. And you're struggling. And you can't do anything because there's nobody available on the waiver wires. And then if you do pick up somebody, they get you four points, five points. Whereas the other dude that you were considering got you, you know, would have gotten you like 20-something points. Like I was trying to figure out a running back situation uh, because I was missing somebody. Uh, this is not an hour league that we're in together, Mike. Uh, but I was trying to pick up somebody for my off for like just a really bad time. And I went ahead and picked up uh, some really crappy running back. Uh, I can't remember where. But I was going between him and Deion Jackson of the Colts, you know, because Hines and Taylor are out. And it was so right. frustrating because I was like, okay, I don't know who to go for. So I went with the other guy that I thought would get me points. Oh, it was Tevin Coleman for the 49ers because everybody's pretty much injured over there and he got me literally like 0.6 points and i was like awesome that was terrific after a 30 point game the week before you know you know jackson got 30 points or something like that and i was like you gotta be kidding me you want to know my only good pickup this year so far oh when i picked up kenneth walker for seattle last week after what's coming out yeah yeah well and then and then it was uh he dropped him Mm-hmm. And then what's his name went out, so I picked him up, and he got me 19 points last week. Nice. <laughs> but just to give you an example, my Jaguars defense against Indy got me negative four. Brett Maher got me four. Um, Curtis Samuel got me 2.6, and J.K. Dobbins got me 1.5. And then you go look at my bench, Najee Harris, 12. Go look at my bench, Adam Thielen, 15.6. Darren Henderson Jr. thirteen. Like what? I I I could have made it a very close. I don't think I would have won still, but I could have made it a very close game last week. But like just everybody on my team, like people that you're like, oh, there's no way they're gonna go off this week. This team has a better defense or whatever. And then you play the you you so you play somebody else. You're like, oh yeah, this guy's playing against a you know a defense that's not as good. And then all of a sudden it's like what? 
why'd you get me three points? Yeah. I don't know. It just the fantasy this year is beyond frustrating. I have been super frustrated with it. Now, you know, normally I used to watch uh, NFL Red Zone, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I want to see the best of every game. Same. Now I, I've stopped watching it because I'm like, I don't, I don't want to see that my guy's not doing good now. Or not playing. There's, or all of a sudden injured. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to see that. There is nothing fun about that. Now I just turn on, like, the Ravens game, or I'll just turn on, like, a couple games, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, like, I, I want to watch that. Like, that's my team. Yeah. But, like, trying to watch them all now, and I'm just like, this is just a disappointment because here I am seeing that, like, oh, this guy dropped a pass. I needed him to do well. Uh, but his teammate, who is, I don't want to say, like, a nobody because it's not, like, disrespectful, but somebody who's just not, like, a prominent star is all of a sudden, like, off at 20 points. Just like, wow. Why couldn't that be me? Yeah. No, I, I agree. Uh, you know, you pick up some guys that you think are going to just go amazing, and then all of a sudden they just they crap out on you. Like, uh I, I have Chris Olave, but he was injured. And ESPN even had them listed as a bye week, like Saints and Cardinals. It was like super weird and broken. And so it jacked up all of my stuff. And so I didn't have him in my lineup because I, I thought he was still injured. I didn't read anything that he was playing. And then uh, he got 20 points. And I'm like, great. That would have been awesome to have this week. But I didn't get to play him. Uh, so it's it's just frustrating and tough. To, and there's to watch this year because it's it's just so stupid. There's no way to make a good trade this year either. No, because nobody's got the players. Uh, the players that are doing well, nobody wants to trade them because there's nobody good enough to trade for them. It's awful. Well, so like here's so here like here's my problem right now, right? Um, so for anybody who's in our league or for you, Michael, who may be interested, so here's the deal. So I would be willing to trade uh, Mark Andrews, right? My number one tight end. Uh, and there's obviously a huge. Yeah, so there's a, there's a huge so but here's where my issue is is that I cannot afford to just trade away Mark Andrews for mm-hmm. another position that's really good. Yeah, because then you have to have to Well, right, exactly. Well, even if I the, the problem is there's obviously a huge disparity between the top tight ends and who's in the middle ground, but the problem becomes that I if I just trade for like one top player, then the return value isn't there because I you know, I'm not doing whatever but nobody has the depth to be able to trade multiple players to get one of the best players. Yes. So like, so um, I was looking at, um, who was it? Um, your buddy Hayden has Austin Eckler uh-huh. and he's got him listed as likely to trade. And I was like, well, I could probably, you know, give him a trade there. He's got Dalton Schultz and he's got uh, Darren Waller. I was like, well, you know, I'd be willing to trade for Dalton Schultz and Austin Eckler. But then the problem becomes, number one, we talked about like over trade valuing and stuff and not. um, I don't want to say the word on here. You know, the word I'm talking about for trade uh, because it's rather inappropriate and it's not not a great phrase for Um, trade. uh, Wait, what? Yeah. I'm so lost. Hang on. I'll send it to you. I'm uh, this (laughs) is an item. This is going to text me some like swear word or something like some, yeah, some very a, bad this... word that can't be said. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's probably not okay to say on a podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know the rules so on it. But... Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, but you can't you can't overvalue trades yeah, you from can't, somebody. Yeah, you can't so screw I, up I a trade. I feel like, yeah, so you, you can't screw somebody over in your trade. And I like, for I mean, me you personally, can. if I made that trade, well, you think can, but it's going to get vetoed. No, yeah, but, that, but that's the thing that I find stupid, though. If somebody wants to make a stupid trade because they think it'll help them, let them do it. 
You know, let somebody screw over their team because they but think... But there, there, becomes a, there becomes a point, though, there. Where is it where I know it's a bad trade, but I'm going to do it anyways because I know it's going to help somebody that I'm friends with? Okay, well, see, now that's different. See, but so, if, Yeah, but you reach that collusion aspect. Yes, so if then there's becomes, collusion, yes, I understand, but, but in there's, the case there's of... Way, yeah. Right, but everybody's always just say, "Oh yeah, no, there's no collusion." I just think, you know, that mm-hmm. I want this player, whatever, blah blah blah, and it's a terrible trade, and everybody knows it, and mm-hmm. it might set somebody up for a lot more success. So like I was saying, it's like I would trade Austin Eckler um, and Dalton Schultz for, you know, um, for my tight end uh, because he is the number one tight end. There is a discrepancy there between him, and, you know, and the next people. Um, and I think that would help me. But the problem is, I think everybody would veto and be like, oh, no, like that's, you know, blah, 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 whatever. And I don't even know if he would make that trade. Um, but, you know, so you would, there's not you a would, lot of you would want my Hayden, right? You said my Hayden. Yes. So Hayden you Erickson, would want yeah. my Hayden to give Dalton Schultz and Austin Eckler for yeah. Mark Andrews and who? No, Mark Andrews. Oh, just Mark Andrews. Yep. Jeez. So, but, but, but go, go, if you were just for, well, hang on, but just for the example, go, go. So I, he has Darren Waller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's out or whatever. But if you go look at, at uh, Dalton Schultz, uh, the last two games, he's had zero points cause he hasn't played mm-hmm. or, or sorry, he played, but he only got three targets, one target and no receptions. Yep. He didn't play against the giants week two. He got 1.8 points and against Tampa Bay, he got 13.2. Yeah. So that's. That is just a small sliver of a gamble because we have no idea if he's going to go off now that, you know, what's his name is back. But we're also talking about the biggest discrepancy between a top tight end and anybody else on the market. Mark Andrews is getting anywhere from 20 to 30 points on average. Yeah, because that's all that's all Lamar yeah. will throw to. Freaking I have yeah. Devin Duvernay and, in a league because it's that tight of a league. And it's stupid. But that's, like, but that's, he never that's throws my in the point, ball. though. But my the, the discrepancy. My point is the discrepancy between the one, the, like the top two, three tight ends is yeah. way bigger than, yeah. uh, you know, some of those things. And so, like, I'd be willing to make that trade. I don't expect him to make it. I've pretty much accepted that in our fantasy league this year, there's not going to be a lot of trades. Anything that does happen, somebody's going to have to get quote unquote the worst end of the trade. Yeah. Um, and I'm already in a losing position. So why like so I I am I'm kind of taking the defensive mentality if I'm going to trade whatever of my very little good players I have left I'm going to have to get a really good return on it because yeah. I'm already losing it's not going to get any worse for me mm-hmm. a player who's winning and wants to get better is going to have to give something up to make it worth it you know like what, very true what's what's going to happen I'm going to lose congratulations I've already lost three weeks in a row yeah Hayden Hayden sent me a trade. Because he was, I thought he was looking for a QB or a defense or something like that, right? And I was like, well, send me a trade if you want to make one. Because he's like, I want to make a trade. And I was like, okay, go for it. And he sends me Kareem Hunt, Darren Waller, and Mike Evans for my uh, Devontae Adams, Kyle Pitts, and... Hold on. Um, shoot. Who was he trying to take from me? Let's see. Tight end. Uh, and then I think CEH, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, I think. And I was like, man, that would be a good trade. However, I also have Chubb and I also have Brady. And so that makes it really tough because now you want to give me a wide receiver quarterback duo, which isn't awful, but since Tom Brady hasn't been very consistent. And then you want to give me dual running backs of the same team. So now I'm down two running backs on the same week of their bye. And they're splitting time already. Like, I was like, oh, I can't do it. There's no way. But, yeah, I... The trades that are going like that are gonna have to go through are just absolutely ridiculous. Like stuff you would never do normally, because that's just about where we're at. 
you know, and it's so tough to see. Oh, it's absolutely just how tough. Poor it, is. it is terrible. Like, especially because we upgraded to a 10 team league. Like, mm-hmm. oh man, it has just, it has made it rough. And, and I'm all for it being rough. Um, but I mean, wow, that just, uh, I don't know. There's just something about like trying to look at it this year. And like you go look at uh, anybody who's available to pick up. Uh, it's it's I mean, crap. It's just, yeah, it really is. Yeah, there it, there's it just has... nobody to pick up. Cause like like I'm thinking about trading in Geno Smith for Derek Carr. Uh, there is zero options for running backs. Your top running back is Rex Burkhead or Latavius Murray, which is awful. Maybe Khalil Herbert, you know, but the problem is he doesn't do very much. When the Bears are doing crap, you know, wide receivers, Rondell Moore, Robert Woods, who has still yet to do anything, Zay Jones, Darnell Mooney, who was looking to be good, and then Justin Fields crapped the bed like normal, you know, and then the top tight ends, Tanyan, Fant, Ingram, which arguably aren't doing awful, but still, they're not guys that can save your Like I said, that discrepancy between the top guys and who's available, um, or even like once you get out of the top three tight ends you drop like 10, 15 points a game. Yeah. Nope. I completely agree. It's, it's very rough and I don't, I don't know what to do in certain situations. Cause I just don't know, you know, what, what the best option is, you know, and that's what sucks. And I understand like everybody else's feelings towards fantasy this year. Cause it's been, it's been rough. And in our league, like I wish we could somehow display it for other people so that they could like, you know, see what's happening week to week in our league. But, you know, for at least our listeners, but man, it is yeah, so rough. It It is beyond rough. And it's one of those things that like when I look at it, like, and I, you go look at like the predictions, like each week and stuff like that. I look at some of these and I'm just like, dude, like this is a uh, bull crap. It's kind of intense. Yeah. Cause it's like you, I see some of these predictions of like, well, that's way overvalued. Like I go look mm-hmm. at Curtis Samuel, dude has great potential, but, um, It'll, it'll be something about uh, like, oh, Curtis Samuels projected like 14 points this week. And every week I look at it and I go, okay, he'll be lucky to get above five. Yeah. Yeah, like what kind of crap is that? And then they're like they're projecting Michael Gallup, 11 points. I'm like, there's no way. There's well, no way. I do think if, and this is a big, big one, if uh, Dak comes in, he does like Michael Gallup, he could see some more action. Sure. Um, well, if historically you go back and look like last year and stuff, he does like Michael Gallup and stuff like that, especially without having a mark, you know, stuff like that. There, the potential for him to get more, you know, pickups is there. Um, but you know, I don't know. Like, yeah, I agree with you though. It is rough because like they they put these weird projections on there. And I look at them, I'm just like, yeah, this doesn't make sense. I don't know where you're getting this stat line from. Mm-hmm. Um, and like in in just in general, not even like anything to gripe about in the sense of fantasy, like that it's an issue with the fantasy itself. But like you go look at some of these, you know, like where they've got like ranked different defenses and stuff. And I'm like looking historically how they're doing. And it'll be like, oh, this defense isn't, you know, allowing this, this or this. And I'm like, okay, yeah. So let me not, you know, let me not try to play this terrible matchup. Uh-huh. Uh, and let me go play one that should be an actual bad matchup where you should be able to exploit this defense. And then the opposite happens. And I'm like, like, yeah, it's 100% luck, but it's just like, what are the odds that I make that decision this week 
and all of a sudden they actually perform well. Like, I just feel like Murphy's Law, like anything that can go wrong will go wrong. I feel like that's my season right now. Started off strong 3-0, and then I just went on the decline, and I just feel like that is that is now the expectation of my season. Yeah. Like, it was, like, last year, I did really bad in the beginning, then I picked up in the middle, and then I, I don't want to say, like, I did really bad at the end, but it was just week to week, like, oh, yep, this guy did good, this guy did bad. Um, but this year, because there's just nobody to add drop, it's just turned into, okay, well, this is the position that I'm stuck in because there is nothing else that I can do to better my team except for get lucky and try to play the waiver wire week to week and hope I picked up a guy that's like, oh, he had a really good week this week and it was random. Yeah, yeah. Like the no, waiver it's... wire order doesn't even matter at this point because nobody's picking up somebody that like, you'd be like, oh yeah, I should pick up this guy, like blah, blah, blah. No, it's over. Nope. Yeah, there's nobody yep. that wants to. Yep. It's 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 just rough, and hopefully we can compile some stuff that actually helps you guys. Um, I know Mike and I have been trying to figure out stuff to help, but the problem is, is if you're in a league over eight people, it's nearly impossible to make any moves at this point. So many people are injured. So many people have already stood out as okay. I'm obviously going to be the top receiver for fantasy this year, you know, or the top whatever that has such a big gap. You can't bridge it without losing some other position and then dropping down far. You know, you can't trade and go get Travis Kelsey without losing, you know, a star at some other position. You know, and and he sadly doesn't make enough points up for the fact that instead of getting, you know, 40 points total, you know, now you're getting whatever Kelsey gets plus like one or two for whoever you just traded for because they have, a you know, bad weeks all the time. So it's rough. And we'll keep trying to figure it out and work with everybody and, and see what we can do. Feel free to bring your fantasy uh, problems and ailments to us. We'll try to help you as best we can, but we promise we're struggling with you guys because this is this is truly rough. Like I'm right now, I'm picking up, I'm picking up. Uh, nope. Oh wait, hold on. I can't do that. I was about to announce it, but I don't want somebody to take it until I fix my problems. But. It, you know, it, we're just going to keep having problems, apparently, and we're just not going to enjoy our uh, our time while doing this. And so it's I'm just already ready for just a crapshoot of bad, bad football for the next little bit. So hope everybody's ready because it's not going to be fun for a little while. So, Mike, you have any parting words of sadness for our fans? Yeah, well, they won't be able to see this right away. Go look at go uh go over to the league section and go look at recent activity. Oh, did you just make something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm about to pick up a uh, defense. Oh, you dropped right. J.K. Dobbins. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, he was just he was just reported to be added to the IR. He's gonna be out four to six weeks because he just had an artoscopic uh, knee surgery. Yeah, fantasy's over by then. I mean, you're getting you're coming back in at what week eleven, so he's done. He's not gonna be useful to anybody for fantasy. Yep. Uh, so for this. Yeah. By the way, I did, I did, I did put it, I did put a trade into Hayden. If you want to text him, okay, I'll reach out to him. But fans, thank you for sticking with us, even though fantasy's crap. And if you're not a fantasy person, you just like football. Hopefully, we give you guys enough little uh, tidbits and love to help you guys out a little bit. But uh, it's rough. It's rough around the league for your favorite team, and then also for your fantasy team because you know. Nobody has great records right now for anything. So I wish you guys the luck. Uh, thank you guys as always for listening. Don't forget to reach out to us at the Mike and Mike show 
Hold on. I want to get this right. I feel like I just said that wrong. One of them is the Mike. Oh, yeah. So Instagram is the Mike and Mike show. And then Twitter is at the Mike and Mike show one because you have to put in a number apparently. And that's pretty stupid. But uh, that's how you can reach out to us. Feel free to DM us, tag us and stuff. And then we're always happy to uh, respond and give you any help we can and bring it up over the podcast and even in private if you want. But thank you guys as always for listening and hope you guys have a good football weekend.